This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Laura, you've probably heard me talk all the time about my love for Sheets and Giggles. I've been sleeping on their new sustainable eucalyptus sheets for the past eight months straight. I recommend them a thousand percent. Every week I wash them and put them back on the bed right away. They're my go-to sheets. All of my other sheets, even the ethical ones, are taking a long break. After hearing you rave about them for so long, Lisa, I finally got a chance to try their new eucalyptus comforter. So I'm a weirdo. I really like having a comforter on my bed all the time, even when we have the heat blasting. I haven't woken up once hot while I was using this one from Sheets and Giggles. It's a great ethical and sustainable alternative to the down comforter we used to use that's now sitting on our guest bed. Another thing I love about Sheets and Giggles is that they don't use plastic packaging and the materials don't use pesticides, so they're kind to our animal and insect friends. They also plant a tree for each sheet set that is sold, and they are passionate about giving back. They give 10% off to customers who donate their old sheets to homeless shelters, and they have donated over $40,000 to Colorado COVID relief. Good Together listeners get 15% off by using the code BRIGHTLYECO at SheetsGiggles.com. Studies have shown that greening your financial assets, like your savings account, is 27 times more impactful in terms of your personal carbon footprint versus eating less meat, using public transportation, and even shopping more ethically. This is because most banks choose to invest their, or really yours, money in fossil fuel-powered industries, private prison companies, tobacco, guns, the list goes on. The good news is that there are better, planet-friendly financial tools that are now available to us. And I'm especially excited to be able to chat with Andre Cherney, the founder and CEO of Aspiration, the new financial and green tool that I have discovered this year and now use almost every day. Listen to learn about the hidden dark side of traditional financial institutions and how you can make a difference with your own money. 
Welcome to the new episode of Good Together Changemakers. Um, I don't know about you, but I did quite a bit of shopping this holiday season. Confession time. I very mindfully and intentionally chose gifts for my friends and invested in a few quality pieces for our kitchen, since, let's be honest, we spent more and more time in there this year. We've shared with you before just how impactful your purchasing decisions are and always encourage you to vote with your dollars. But what exactly happens with our money when they sit on in our bank accounts, right? How and what exactly exactly do big banks do with them? As you can imagine, it's not a pretty picture. So we decided to find out. And today I'm talking with Andre Cherney, the CEO of Aspiration, a financial company that does things differently. Andre, welcome and please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us why did you decided to start Aspiration. Well, thank you for having me and uh, thanks for letting me come and talk about uh, this uh, important topic. Uh, as you said, my name is Andre Cherney. I'm the CEO of Aspiration. Uh, and Aspiration is really the place where conscious consumers can come to help ensure that the way that they spend and save and shop and bank is in line with, with their values. As, as you know better than I, there's so many people who are conscious consumers who are bringing their ethics and their belief in environmental sustainability into the mm -hmm. daily spending decisions they're making all across the board when they're buying groceries or clothes or coffee, and yet they've never had a financial institution built around those same values that not only stops them from doing the kind of harm that they're doing, but actually helps them to automate their impact so that they're doing good. And so I was the co-founder of, of Aspiration, and we started almost eight years ago now, really with the uh, belief that there needed to be a new kind of financial institution. My career over the past 25 years really has been looking to see how we can advance the cause of environmental and economic justice. And uh, I, I started out working uh, back in the 1990s uh, for Al Gore uh, in the White House when oh, he was wow. really waging a, a, a lonely effort Battle. to... Yeah. to shine public attention on, on as we called it then, global warming. Uh, it was long before climate change was cool, long before it was even actually a common term. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and seeing that people were not only ig ignoring uh, him in, in many respects, but, but actually laughing at him for talking about these boring scientific issues that, that were relevant to people's lives. But, but he kept on doing it, and he, and he kept on uh, trying to awaken people to the oncoming danger that we that we saw, of course, even then. I, I spent a lot of time working in different aspects of the financial industry. I was a financial fraud prosecutor. Uh, I, I, I started a policy journal and and uh, and think tank that was in in Washington D.C. called Democracy. Uh, that's still going strong. One of the one of the first things we did was partner with then law professor Elizabeth Warren on the idea oh, for wow. what eventually became the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I said, a, a, about eight years ago, uh, with my co-founder and others, uh, decided it was really time to build a financial institution that, that had a mission at its heart around not, on, you know, not only improving the financial lives of our customers, but fundamentally moving the needle on challenges like climate change and, and and economic inequality. 
This is amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing the background um, of your, prof your professional background. I now kind of have a much better understanding why you started Aspiration. Um, and um, you guys are also a benefit corporation, certified benefit corporation. You are a member of 1% for the planet. Uh, tell me why it was so important to you to kind of uh, basically uh, get all of the check marks done of uh, making a truly impactful and ethical company. I think it was partly to awaken people's understanding that you could have uh, a, a a financial partner that uh, that had those kinds of values that was built uh, with mm -hmm. uh, with with those kinds of approaches in mind and and not only in mind but actually at their core. For a lot of people, that doesn't necessarily compute with their vision of what what their bank does. But but we thought it was important. And in fact. We actually believed it was important to go even beyond that. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the of the B Corp movement and and, and these other uh, important validations. But we always believed that it was not enough to just do the do business the normal way and then and then on the side give to charity or or donate or or exactly do other things that were were positive. We actually always wanted to have conscience and sustainability built in to our DNA, built into the very products and offerings that we brought to our customers. And, and so from, from, from day one, we said, we're going to give 10% of every dollar of profit that our company earns towards charitable giving, an enormous, uh, enormous uh, yeah. dedication and, and, and level of, of uh, commitment for, for any financial institution. Uh, we, our our fee structure is is pay what is fair. Customers yes. decide what to pay us. If if they want to pay us zero, they can pay us zero. Get treated the same as as any other customer. Uh, up to us to earn the fee, and and most customers choose to pay, which I think speaks to the kind of relationship we've built with our customers. You know, our customers come to us because their deposits are fossil fuel free, firearm free, which is as you said the opposite of what they're getting at any of the big banks exactly. in the country that are, mm -hmm. that are using your deposits as their customer to fund oil and gas pipelines or to fund gun manufacturers. And, and then we have all these features that are really about actually allowing people to make a positive impact. And so it, it was important for us to get uh, those check marks, as you said, but it was really important to go a lot further and, and in some ways awaken people's imagination for what a conscience-driven financial institution could be. Yeah, I, lo I love asking this question. I always kind of think to myself, should I ask this question? Because a, a lot of the companies, a lot of the founders we are interviewing, of course, they're uh, members of the B Corp or B Corp certified companies. Yeah. Uh, but I do like my favorite part is like listening from the founders, like actually this is not enough. We did this. I, I do think it's important to be kind of validated by third party um certifications organizations that's great but i love hearing that stories from founders when they say this is just one check mark right but we want to go beyond and here's all of the other things we're doing so thank you so much for sharing this this is really cool um so let's talk about the dark side of finances right uh, i did some research on your website i do actually really appreciate all the educational content you guys are sharing in a very accessible manner right so again finances it's probably not the most exciting stuff i actually studied that stuff mm. but you know there's a lot of random terms we want to understand and of course it's one of the goals probably right of big institutions to confuse us with yeah. all of the terms and numbers 
So uh, while I was doing the, uh, the research, I learned one particularly whopping fact. Uh, the top four banks alone uh, are investing $210 billion per year in fossil fuels. This number is actually from Rainforest Action Network. They have a lot of resources. So if you guys want to check it out, feel free. And of course, we'll link uh, to them. But uh, Andre, can you uh, can we talk a bit more about this? What is this um, crazy connection between big banks and fossil fuels? Well, it is not just a connection. It's it's really in many ways driving, driving mm-hmm. the kind of climate crisis that we're that we're seeing uh, in in our country. Um, let me put it this way: since the Paris uh, Accords in, in 2016, yeah, uh, just over the, over the next four years, big banks uh, did a total of 2.7 trillion with a T, trillion dollars yeah. of investments into fossil fuel projects. Just to give people a sense of what that is, that's more than all the money in circulation in the United States of America. It means that they wow. would be able to, to spend a million dollars a day on fossil fuel projects for 7,000 years. That's, that's a scale of, of the impact of the Bank of Americas and the Wells Fargo's and the Chase's and, and all the places that many, many people, even people who are, I'm sure, listening to to this podcast, who are, who are doing a lot of things right, it's where their money is sitting. Yep. You know, a, a company like, like Chase, they spend uh, more in loans to fossil fuel projects that are coming from their customers' deposits. It's not their money, it's their customers' money. But they spend more in those loans than the combined entire market value of BP and ExxonMobil combined. And, wow. and so it's when you are somebody who is who is shopping sustainably, who is spending your money at sustainable brands, who is uh, thinking about recycling, thinking about uh, your own practices, and yet making those purchases with a Wells Fargo or Bank yeah. of America debit card, you're actually way over swamping uh, the impact, the negative, your way, uh, your, the negative impact you're making is, is much more in excess of the positive that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I recently actually, and this is one of the reasons um, I, you know, I was so glad that um, uh, your team connected with us. Uh, initially, somebody mentioned to us that um, kind of greening your finances is 27 times more effective than, you know, consciously shopping, eating less meat, uh, donating to nonprofits yeah. and all of the good stuff we're doing. Um, yes. And we, we will link to that research as well. Um, but yeah, you know, then I started thinking about that. I actually did, uh, uh, again, my MBA in, in finance and impact investing. But for some reason, I never really thought, uh, you know, you get exactly what happens with our money when they just sit there. And what you're describing is is a terrible, terrible reality. Um, so let's talk a bit about, uh, you know, I, I know it's a controversial to- topic, but I think you've mentioned, right, the, the big banks are also financing, you know, um, gun purchases, I believe, right, the, the prison system as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you share a bit more about this? So kind of we, um, our listeners are more aware of those problems too. Well, it, it, it really is part of that same fabric of, of what they're doing with the, with the climate mm-hmm. crisis. Uh, but in the very same way, uh, your deposits as a customer of, of any of these uh, big banks are are being lent to gun manufacturers. 
um, that are they're being lent to organizations that are running private prisons or running detention centers uh, at, at the border. That's not where a lot of people want their money sitting. It's not where their values are, and it's not what they would want their own deposits being used on. And so a big part of what a conscience-driven financial institution does is, is, is to stop doing the harm. And there's a bunch of institutions that have come up over the years that are, that are doing a good job at that. I think what makes Aspiration really unique is that we take another step beyond that. Not only do no harm, but actually how can your money do good? Exactly. And that's really the core, I think, of what makes Aspiration special because we offer things like plant your change, which allows you to round up your purchase to the nearest dollar and and plant a tree with every purchase you make. So every time you're using your debit card or your credit card to make a purchase, you're planting a tree. And and we take an extra few cents as it may be. If you're buying something for $1.75, we'll round it up to $2. You're buying something for uh, $12.80, we'll, we'll round it up to $13. And each time you make a purchase, you're going to be planting a tree. For the average person, that means that they're going to be planting enough trees in a year a few cents at a time, that they will make their carbon impact essentially zero. That's awesome. I actually, I'm looking at my Aspiration app. I did sign up for Aspiration card right away. Uh, again, not right. just because I had to, but I again, like once I became more aware of this problem, I was like, again, like I'm eating less meat. I am buying only consciously and ethical ethical products, right? Uh, but yeah, there is no reason to uh, jump on, you know, what you guys are doing. And I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, like I didn't spend that much with inspiration just yet. But yeah, I see I planted four trees. I planted one tree. That's that's awesome. And you can see it right there in the app. I think I planted like eight or something trees right now or 10. Well, tell me, can you tell me a bit more? I, I, w- I wanted to talk about this. I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned this plant, uh, tree planting program. Uh, can you tell me uh, what partners you guys are working with to, uh, for this program? Yeah, absolutely. And, and first of all, uh, I'm glad you signed up and I'm, I'm glad you're seeing that. We, we have something in the Aspiration app called your tree monitor. Uh, and, and it shows oh, you nice. uh, how, many, how many trees uh, you've planted thus far and, and how many more you have to go to the next level that, uh, that gets you some, some extra rewards. And just one other thing, we also offer Plant Your Change for people who aren't yet ready to sign up for an Aspiration account. Uh, you can go to plantyourchange.com and sign up with whatever debit card you're currently using, whatever credit card you're currently using, and do the same thing of planting a tree with every purchase by by rounding up the few extra cents. And so that's awesome. So uh, that, that's, that's a, that's a good first step. That's a completely different service you guys are offering. Completely right? different. Yeah, you don't have to have an aspiration account for that. You can keep whatever credit card or, or bank account you're currently using. So, but to, your, to answer your question, we work with some of the best respected uh, partners in um, in this effort around planting trees. Uh, organizations like the Nature Conservancy, uh, like One Tree Planted, like Eden Reforestation, like the One Trillion uh, Trees campaign, and and spend a lot of time with our team making sure that we have the right trees planted in the right place. Uh, that they are making the kind of impact because, uh, of course, we want to make sure that we're keeping faith with what our customers are doing. And, and, and of course, that's the whole reason we're doing this is to make that impact. And so um, 
the trees that we're planting are, are, are spread all over the world. We have various um, large areas where there are aspiration forests uh, in effect, and, and some in Africa, some in um, Central and South America, uh, some in the United States uh, as well, some in Asia. And, and, you know, we just launched this program uh, earlier this year, and within a matter of a few months, uh, we have planted over 6 million trees. Uh, and I say we, but it's, it's wow. really the aspiration it's, community yeah. that has done that. And that's an enormous carbon impact. And of course, we're just getting started. And there's going to be a really enormous positive impact on the climate from, from all this tree planting. We, we know tree planting is not going to solve the climate crisis on its own. Of course. Mm-hmm. But it means something that we individually can do every single day when we're buying that latte, when we're buying um, our groceries, whatever else we're doing. And, and we know every time we do that, we're planting a tree and, and those add up for us individually and they add up for our community and our movement. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And of course, we will uh, all link to this resource as well for you guys. So another interesting fact that I discovered uh, while preparing for the episode is that on average, big banks make $600 off of ours, yours and mine deposits every single year. And you've mentioned that already. And I love that feature that you guys decided to... Um, to be different, uh, you all letting customers literally choose what they want to pay, uh, be it $0, be it $10. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, do you know when this weird industry kind of norm benchmark of $600 um, kind of came to be or it was was just there for many years? Well, it's it's the history of it is that, that it has ebbed and flowed. Um, mm-hmm. It used to be that's not how banks made their money. Uh, it used to have community banks uh there were yes. where most people uh, banked and 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 used to know the people there and 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 they used to make money in in ways that were more around uh offering loans and uh and other services to their customers and a few things happened one is you had this massive conglomeration and so you now have these big institutions that are where most people bank mm-hmm. bank of america Wells Fargo Chase, and, and the next 20 or so uh, names represent where the great majority of, of Americans uh, bank. Mm-hmm. And, and so they have created a lot more market power for themselves. Two is as interest rates uh, have come down, and, and obviously we've seen a lot of that over the past couple of years, these banks have wanted to find other ways to maximize their profit. And so they have continue to increase the fees on overdrafts, the fees on ATMs, yes. uh, the fees on monthly service fees that a lot of people are, are paying. And so people end up paying hundreds of dollars a year in fees, most of the time without even knowing it. And, and it's, it's unconscionable. It's not just unconscionable because of the amount, but it's unconscionable because of the very nature of how unfair it is. The truth is, for most people, their bank does better when they're doing worst in life, Absolutely. when they have the most yeah. overdrafts, when they have the most service fees. Uh, it's it's when they're hurting the most economically that the bank is pulling the most from them, and so that means their incentives are all backwards. Your 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 bank, your financial partner, should be the institution that that has your back, that is working for you, that is 
serving you, that is allowing you to, to live out your hopes and dreams and, and, and get to where you want to go in your life for yourself, for your family. And instead, what we see with most banks, the vast majority of banks, is, is really the opposite. And so that's really why at Aspiration, we wanted to make sure that we were always serving our customers' values, but also serving their interests. And, and that's why we set things up the way that we have. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, a company with a punny name but a seriously sustainable mission to make better betting for everyone. We started partnering with Sheets and Giggles earlier this year, and the positive reviews from our community keep coming in. I've been on a hunt for sustainable betting for a long time now until Brightly actually recommended Sheets and Giggles. I would highly recommend. The material is great. Uh, I personally tend to get hot at night and my boyfriend tends to get cold. So it definitely serves as a happy medium. Highly recommend. I also get hot at night and I found that after sleeping with Sheets and Giggles moisture wicking sheets over the past few months, I can't remember the last time I woke up overheated. I love my Sheets and Giggles sheets. They're my absolute favorite. Not only because they're super duper soft, but they are sustainably and ethically made out of eucalyptus. Yep, I love that our scout Ashley called out how soft the sheets and giggle sheets are. Plus, the eucalyptus that is in their 400 thread count sheets is grown without insecticides or pesticides. They also just launched a bunch of new colors, and I can't choose between navy, blue, and red. Help me! Sheets and Giggles bedding is super lightweight and soft, and they really nail it on zero-waste packaging. We recommend Sheets and Giggles for the softest, most sustainable sleep out there. Good Together listeners get 15% off at checkout by using the code BRIGHTLYECO at SheetsGiggles.com. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you must have heard us gush about Nisolo before. They're the makers of the most gorgeous and ethical shoes that somehow hit the perfect mix of style, comfort, function, and sustainability. Nisolo is a certified B Corp and offsets 100% of their carbon emissions. My favorite part about Nisolo is the quality and the style of their shoes. I own quite a few Nisolo pairs and they just get better with time. Their designs are classic, timeless, and I can pair my Nisolos with almost anything in my wardrobe. They last forever too. I've taken a few pairs to the cobbler to get resold and they come out looking as good as new every time. I'm also a big fan of companies that take care of their artisan partners and work to ensure above fair trade wages and safe and healthy working conditions for all. Nisolo goes above and beyond. I also appreciate how much thought Nisolo puts into making sure that their shoes will last your lifetime, well, almost, by sharing product care information and even video tutorials on their website. Making sure that whatever product you buy will last you as long as possible is one of the most sustainable things we can do as consumers. I myself have their mules and summer sandals for over three years. I just got my husband the Matteo all-weather boot, and he's been wearing them ever since we've opened the box, for real. Oh, and before I forget, they have socks now. They will make perfect stocking stuffers. Go to nisolo.com slash brightly and use the code brightly for 20% off any styles. That's N-I-S-O-L-O dot com forward slash brightly. Studies have shown that greening your financial assets like your savings account is 27 times more impactful in terms of your personal carbon footprint versus things like eating less meat, using public transportation, and even shopping more ethically. 
This is because most banks choose to invest their money in fossil fuel-powered industries, and conscious finance makes sure to support greener alternatives. When I first heard the statistic, my jaw dropped. That's why we're really proud to partner with Aspiration. They've created an ethical financial account for spending and saving that helps you turn every single transaction into a positive action. I actually just activated my Aspiration card today. I love that they're B Corp certified and 1% for the Planet member. And they plant a tree for every round of transaction. You can also get $100 when you spend $1,000 in the first 60 days of account opening. By transitioning from your current bank to Aspiration, you're making a difference with every purchase. Head to Aspiration.com slash Brightly to learn more about socially conscious finance and sign up for a new cash management account. Yeah, very interesting. When you explain it this way, you know, when uh, really our our customers' interests are so disconnected and again inverse with our yeah. banks, it's, it's just how can can this be a system that we all accepted? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a very sad reality. And, uh, you know, dear, dear listeners, we don't want it to scare you. You know, we just want to give you facts so you can make yeah. decisions for yourself, right? And then, of course, um, um, later in the conversation, we'll share more tips of how you can kind of green your finances um so yeah what else you've mentioned that's what i wanted to um, ask you've mentioned community banks and now when i was uh, talking to my uh, husband as well he also mentions like you know yeah community banks is actually uh, a much better option than big institutions can you explain that a little bit more because i was i, I never banked with community banks unfortunately right when i set my food in america my friend helped me set up my bank of america account and there we go yeah. <laughs> unfortunately but yeah can you explain to me um, to us the difference between, you know, big banks and community banks uh, in a bit more detail? Well, you know, I think it varies uh, and, and there's no one size fits all. There's, there's some community banks that are, that are good financial institutions that, that do what the name implies. They, uh, they, they take in deposits and they lend back out into the community. And, and, and oftentimes those kinds of community banks or, or credit unions uh, are not making the same kinds of really damaging lending to oil and gas or, or guns or things like that, that the big banks do. And so that's, that's a positive. But you still have a lot of community banks that are still charging very, very unfair fees. In fact, oftentimes even, even worse than some of the big banks. Yes. Uh, not always, but, but, but oftentimes. Uh, and, and you still miss out on the chance to actually have an institution that's not just, again, doing no harm, but is actually doing good, right? But things like like Plant Your Change or or, or something like AIM. Uh, AIM is is another of our services that we offer to all of our customers, and it and it and it's the aspiration impact measurement, and and so AIM is the acronym. And what that is 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 your own personal sustainability score. So as you're shopping, as you're spending, as you're buying things uh, with your aspiration card, we show you in effect, a Fitbit for sustainability. We show you how yeah. you're doing. And, and not only that, but we show you the people and planet scores of the different places where you're shopping. And so you can see how those different stores or restaurants or whatever they might be are treating their employees and how they're treating the environment. Uh, we look at half a million uh, data points, uh, rating thousands and, and thousands of, of different institutions. And and that really empowers our customers to be conscious consumers. And so 
look, I'd say a lot of community banks are, and credit unions are, are, are better in, in many ways than mm-hmm. your, uh, your, your big banks. But I think what's important about Aspiration is that we're actually uh, an institution that is helping to make a positive impact that is, uh, as we talked about when we talked about B Corp certification, not just not doing some of the negative things, but actually exactly. has sustainability built into its products and services so that the more you do with Aspiration, the more of a positive impact you're having on your community and on on the planet. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you when you earlier mentioned that, you know, some companies, you know, they have this the kind of dirty, imperfect supply chains, you know, lack of transparency and all of that stuff. And then they donate to charity. You know what I mean? And my question to them is always like, you know, your uh, impact on the planet will never uh, be positive. You know, if if you're not actually dealing with you know supply chains and actually do um, uh, run your business ethically, you know that yeah. that donation to charity is never going to be enough. Yeah. Uh, if we if we are honest, uh, so another thing that I've um, I wanted to chat about. Of course, we're talking right now. It's December. It's almost holidays. Um, but of course, we have um, the U.S. election that just. Um, you know, ended uh, on a positive note, of course. Uh, But um, I've seen on your website that big banks uh, spend about 100 millions of their yearly fees, right? The fees that they're collecting from us on lobbying and campaign contributions. Mm -hmm. Can we chat a bit more? I think it's very important, especially in the, you know, the election year. Uh, Can you explain to us the connection again between big banks and, um, you know, politics, essentially? Yeah, it's a very similar kind of uh, dynamic where, Again, these banks are using their customers' deposits to generate activities that then they're using as the means to to give big uh, contributions to politicians, uh, oftentimes on both sides of the aisle, uh, to, to lobby Congress, oftentimes for provisions that are against the economic interests of their customers. And that's true, not just of big banks. That's true of those community banks. That's true of the yeah. credit unions. They're, they have lobbying groups. And, and let's be honest, those lobbying groups are not looking out for the interests of their customers. They're looking out for the interests of the people who, who pay the dues, which is the CEOs and, and, and those companies. And so they're looking for more ways in which to be able to get more money from their customers. That's what those businesses are built on. And so it's, totally unfair that people should be footing footing the bill for campaign contributions to politicians that are working against their interests and and lobbying for legislature that's working against their interests. For us instead, we said, look, we're not going to do that. We're going to take 10% of every dollar that our customers choose to pay us, 10% of those pay out as fair fees. And we're going to give it directly to charitable organizations that are making a positive impact in our country, in the world. That's where the economic earnings that we as a company are getting should be going. And and I think it's much more in keeping with why people come to Aspiration in the first place. Exactly. And uh, last question about this kind of the big bang's reality. So uh, explain to me um, why are they not required to let us know about this? Or uh, do they actually have this in like tiny fonts somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, of course, with the Supreme Court's uh, 
uh, rulings. Uh, corporations are people, and so according to the Supreme Court, they have a First Amendment right to uh, be making whatever campaign contributions uh, they want uh, within the law. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to tell customers what they're doing there. Uh, they have the right to be able to uh, make those kinds of contributions, to be spending money on on lobbying activities. Just because you have the right to do something, that doesn't mean it's the right thing for you to do. Absolutely. And, and that's really the difference. Got it. Yeah, well, um, I think we're coming to the end of our discussions, but um, we love to ask all of our questions, uh, all of our guests, kind of the last three questions. Um, well, first of all, of course, I think you've already shared a lot of kind of uh, great tips of how uh, consumers can uh, make better decisions in terms of their finances. Um, but do you have any other tips in terms of, again, how can we green our finances uh, beyond, of course, signing up for aspiration? Where do we start? Yeah, I think you start out by taking some simple steps. And part of what gets a lot of people scared and almost paralyzed is an issue like climate change or many of the other issues we we face feels so overwhelming that people Absolutely. feel unless you can solve everything, you shouldn't do anything. Exactly. Or just, you don't even know where to start. And that's why we've made it simple, right? That's why we have something like plantyourchange.com. You don't have to switch your account to Aspiration right away. You don't have to get rid of your credit card you're using. Just sign up there. It's a two-minute process. Uh, and every time you make a purchase, we'll round up to the nearest dollar. You can pause it whenever you want. You can turn it off. You can limit it. We make it really easy. But it means that you're starting to automate your impact. So you don't have to think about it every day. You're, you're buying that cup of coffee and and without even having to have the mental math about what you're doing in the background we're we're planting that tree and we're letting you know that we're we're doing so i think that makes it easy we also have these other features that are really just more around again automating impact so that you don't have to be thinking about it but you in fact have peace of mind uh, another thing we offer is something called planet protection which is part of our aspiration plus service and with that we can make all of your driving carbon neutral so without you even having to think about it, just for a monthly, uh, small monthly fee, no matter how much you're driving, no matter whatever kind of car you're driving, we'll calculate the amount necessary of carbon offsets to make that carbon neutral, and we'll go out and buy it without you even knowing that that's going on. It's those kinds of simple steps that one person after another, hundreds of thousands, millions of people can make that together will have an enormous impact. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I love it. And it's exactly what we say in Bright. So that's kind of our whole mission, right? We want to inspire, you know, millions and billions of people take small steps towards sustainability rather than having, you know, thousands of people are living completely zero waste or not eating meat. We, we want yeah. to be realistic and kind of uh, welcome everyone wherever they are on their sustainability journey. And, you know, you're absolutely right. The, taking the first step, it was always the most difficult and kind of overwhelming uh, thing to do. Let's talk about um, your favorite, maybe uh, ethical brands or products right now. Um, maybe some of your holiday shopping. Uh, what brands do you love supporting personally? Well, I'm a I'm a little um, uh, I'm, I'm a little biased uh, because we actually have something uh, at Aspiration yes. called the Conscience Coalition, and uh, people can can check it out. Uh, Aspiration 
dot com slash conscience dash coalition. And it's actually our own alliance of mission oriented brands that have come together and they're offering aspiration customers up to 10% cash back. And, and these are great companies that we've certified as doing great in the world. And, and they really span, uh, span the gamut. Uh, but it's everything from names that people would know, like Warby Parker and, and Tom's to companies like Parachute or, or Burst or, or, or WAG or, or others. And because these companies want to be letting conscience, conscious consumers know about what they offer, uh, they're willing to offer some extra cash back. And so, uh, of course, uh, th- those are the kinds of companies I'd, I'd recommend people check out. And of course, uh, if they're going to shop there, they should shop with an aspiration card and, and take advantage of that uh, extra reward. Yeah, I'm actually wearing my new Warby Parker glasses right now. And of course, I forgot to use my aspiration card well, you there. See, there you go. So now I'm like, Your oh, next pair then. Exactly. Yes. Um, no, I love it. Um, and we'll definitely again uh, link back because I saw that service. Uh, I, I love that. A lot of names that you, you, our listeners may uh, or may not know. Um, and of course, last question. Uh, I love it. You know, 2020 is truly the year of sustainability, right? Um, but what excites you the most about the ethical and sustainable movements and space right now? You know, obviously, 2000. Four has been a, has been a difficult year. I mean, 2000, 2020 has been a difficult year, and yet in the midst of all that, what does excite me is that people have been actually, amidst all of the challenges of COVID and the pandemic and everything else that we've faced, uh, people have actually been leaning more into the positive impact that they can be making as opposed to less. It's really yep. been exciting to see. Um, A lot of people thought and said over the years that, yeah, people would spend on sustainable brands or conscience-driven brands uh, when when times were good. But as soon as times were tough, uh, people would would move away from that. And, and, And actually, we've seen the exact opposite, not just that aspiration, but you've seen that in all kinds of opinion surveys. You've seen that in the experience of of so many companies, uh, whether it's uh, in in food or in investments or, uh, or or really all these different sectors where people have been looking to sustainable brands even more than they did in the past, that's exciting. And I think that, of course, we hope two thousand twenty one is a better year. But I don't think we're going to go back from that trend. I think it's just going to go forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't agree more. Um, I think it's just we, again, uh, we at Brightly see, uh, you know, the pandemic, the silver lining of the pandemic is really this realization about how important sustainability is uh, to us as people, as consumers. Uh, People really realized, you know, how uh, that where they spend their money really matters, starting with their local businesses to, you know, ethical brands and companies that are doing right by the world, by the environment, uh, by the people in the end. Um, so, yeah, I can't agree more with you. Uh, I also am very excited for 2021, what this year will bring. I think we can um, be sure that it will be better than 2020 at the least. We hope so. Uh, yes, absolutely. Don't Let's hope. Us. 
Yes, no, let's hope for the better. Um, well, thank you so much for your time, Andre. I really appreciate um, your talking to you, learning so much more about the financial industry and, of course, learning about Aspiration and what kind of different company you guys are building. Thank you. Thanks for having me and thanks for all you're doing. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.